0: Yom HaParek 8, Ches Mishnah Ches 8.8 We're reaching the end and this second to last mission. the Masechta talks about Kapara, Atonement the cleansing of one's soul and we know of course that Yom Kippurim itself is specially designed to cleanse one's soul, to affect Kapara as the Pasuk says Kiv Yom HaZeh Kol this day will cleanse you and purifiers, purify you from all your sins. But the truth is that there are other things besides Yom Kippur that can effect atonement, that can do kapara. So our mission will discuss those things here. Ultimately, in the end, we're going to have four levels of requirements for kapara, depending on the severity of one's infraction. The mission starts out by saying that that aside from Yom Kippur, there's a separate tool that Hashem has given us, which unfortunately is not available today without a base of mikdash, but those are karbanos. And the korban chatas and the korban asham are there specifically to atone for certain kinds of crimes, um, and those sins will be atoned for with, with the korban. So just let's sum these up quickly. The chatas, sin offering, basically comes to atone for any aveira for which the penalt- penalty would be kares divine excision and premature death if one would do it um, intentionally but if it's done unintentionally one didn't know he was doing something wrong at the time so then for those kinds of severe averas, one would bring a Chatas in addition there are a few Chataos brought for less severe sins those are really called the the korban olav Yored, the variable sin offerings, and those have to do with um, their their applications for certain people who haven't got the money and the financial wherewithal to purchase um, an animal as a chatos would be, um, but instead they can only afford either um, two birds or perhaps even if they're very poor, even just simply um, flour. So those three Chataos, the olive yored Chataos, come to atone for uh, the first is if a person were tame and then he went to the base of Mikdash or ate Kadshim so he's Chayv and all of the it's a kind of chathos assuming he did a Beshoge second of all if one takes a Shvua, an oath and he swears he will or won't do something but then he does it anyways or he does a Shvua Sheker he takes an oath about something which is not true so again if he did that Beshoge he will he made a mistake, so but his shvu so is a shvu, has oath an oath, and therefore he uh, will need to bring a, a uh, an olav And finally, if one does a shvu sheker, he swears, but it's a false; he swears falsely, whether it's shog or even benais. In this case, that he doesn't know testimony regarding his fellow Jew, when really he does know the testimony, but he lied and said he didn't. So that the penalty again is an olav and for those three again achatas sacrifice would atone him for him um, now in all these cases important to remember that the chatas is the magic wand the Shem gave us to cleanse our souls but in all these cases the chatas only works and all these karbonos will only work and really all these different tools we'll see in the, throughout the Mishnah will only work if one first does tshuva that's essential so tshuva means as the Rambam says uh, in the second paragraph of chuva tshuva he says, Shuva basically entails three steps internally, which is, a person abandons the sin, so he's, he's, he lets it go and stops doing it. He stops thinking about it, doesn't think, oh, the good old days when he used to do that sin, and so on. He moves on. He makes a firm commitment in his heart that he will not do it again. So those three steps, the abandoning of the sin, the stopping to think about it, and the commitment to not do it again, that's what constitutes the internal process Of teshuva, and that's required prior to the bringing of the chatas or the asham, etc. Um, In addition, there's the fourth step of the vidui, the verbalization that one went through those first three steps. Um, So he has to confess he did something wrong and recognize the wrongness of it, and then commit not to do it again. That vidui can happen at the time of the uh, bringing of the chatas itself. As part of the smicha process, um, but uh, it's essential that it happens prior to the the itself. In addition, we have the asham talis as a misham, Excuse me. I'm sorry. The asham vadai. Excuse me. The asham vadai. The asham. There are really six different categories or of asham in the Torah. Vadai. A certain asham just means, as opposed to a asham tali. Not getting into that now. What that is exactly. Um, but um, there are. That's one of the six. There are two other ashamos that come um, not for atonement, for kapar, but rather for for, tahar, for tahara, to purify. Um, those for, are for the nazir and the Matzora. Again, i not talking about those. But there are three other ashamos that are brought that are specifically for um, atonement, some which didn't carry within the penalty of karas. So those things... If one brings an asham, and he precedes the asham with his tshuva, that asham will atone for him, for his avera. What are those three three averas we're talking about over here? We have what's called the asham gazelos. The asham is brought for someone who needs to atone um, for having having, uh, essentially held on to money that belongs to his fellow Jew, and he swears he doesn't he doesn't um, owe that money. It could come up in various ways, if he withheld payment, or he stole it, or he found it, or he denies that it was deposited in his house, etc. In all those cases, if he lies falsely, he swears, he lies, and he says that he doesn't owe that money, but then later on he admits he lied, so now he needs to bring an asham, the asham gazelos for thievery, and that asham will atone for him. Secondly, you yeah, have the asham me'ilos. meilos is the misappropriation of hektesh, consecrated property. So again, if a person um, gets benefit from some, Sanctified hektash, some consecrated property, and he does that, gets the benefit of shogeg, not intending to do so, then he has to bring the asham meilos for doing that to Vera. And uh, third of all, you have the asham shifa this is really unusual. It's if a person were to sleep with a shifcha, a woman who is uh, like a, a female indentured servant, but who's actually she's half owned. She's half owned by a, by a, her master, and half free. So this woman could be uh, married to a to a avid ivry, a Jewish indentured servant. So this sh- she's like half free and half slave. So such a woman, if he would sleep and she's engaged or married, murasa. So if someone would sleep with her, then there's a penalty of bringing this asham and asham would atone for that avera. Fine, okay. Now, so those are the in addition, there are other things that are machaper. Misa, the actual experience of death, the transition of death is mechaper, cleanse of the soul. This does not require that the death should be untimely or that it should be unusual. Um, just a regular death, that transition is intrinsically um, cleansing for the soul. Uh, again, Misa, while it will atone, will only atone for someone who had done tshuva prior to the Misa. So that's essentially, essentially does chuva. V'yom HaKippurim. Yom HaKippurim, similarly the actual day of Yom Kippur, in and of itself passing through that day, is cleansing for the soul. Um, nothing else has to happen besides just going through the day. Again, pr- provided that you did tshuva either on Yom Kippur or even before Yom Kippur. But you had to have done tshuva first. Now, the, the um, Misa and Yom Kippurim, Mechaprin, Im ha'tshuva again, provided did tshuva. Now, the Mishnah will essentially um, break down, but will ultimately turn out to being with some things aren't explicit in the Mishnah. Four categories of Averas and what they, what atonement they require. The Mishnah starts out by saying tshuva mechaperes al kalos val ase val los ase chuva itself, meaning just chuva, and nothing else required. No korbanos, no misa, no even no yom kippur am um, alone can atone and cleanse a person's soul for the averos kalos, the less severe sins, whether they're mitzvahs ase or ase. What that means is any mitzvahs ase, a positive commandment, um, since there's no explicit punishment written in the Torah for essentially all of them, all of those things, a person didn't put on tefillin, so now as consequences consequence are not explicit in the Torah. That's certainly a bit of an ase, it's an, it's an avera. But if one would Due to chuva for not putting on his tefillin, then he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, the next minute he's, he moves from, from the Chuva process, he's good as new, he's totally cleansed. So that's for all mitzvahs essentially, except for two. There are two mitzvahs that explicitly carry a penalty of kares, those are failing to do Brasmila and failing to bring the korban pesach. So one couldn't do Chuva just for those two. Chuva alone wouldn't work. Okay, it also, chuva also by itself is sufficient to atone. For certain low saaseh negative you know, prohibitions from the Torah, provided that we're talking about prohibitions that don't carry with them an explicit penalty, so that would either mean things you did bishogig if you did if you ate not kosher an accident, you didn't realize it was not kosher. So okay, it's bacon, it has its impact, but you do teshuva and that's it. You're, you can move on. No no yom kippur required more than that because you did the There's no penalty if you did a mazid, Again, there would be malchus required, um, lashes if. And in, in such a scenario, tshuva alone is not enough. Um, in addition, there are certain mitzvahs, lo sa and commandments, negative commandments that are technically, even though you did it, but maize it intentionally, they have no explicit, have no penalty. Those are like, for example, a lava and nitaklaase. This gets a little technical. What these things would be, but if you have to return a lost object, for example, um, so then, um, stealing the object and then returning it. Uh, Still, if you steal it but mazid if you did chuva and satisfied your friend returning it, that would be sufficient, for example. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you have, besides for the Kalos, the less severe, you have Valachamuros, the more severe Averos. Here what the Mishnah means is a law, a prohibition that carries with it a penalty, let's say a penalty of, of karas, excuse me, a penalty of Malchus, of lashes. So such a more severe Avera, so then he tola, the consequences of the sin are suspended even if one did Teshuva. until Yom Kippur comes and atones. So there's two steps there, if there's a more severe love that's been violated. Now the truth is that the Mishnah ends here, but the Gemara speaks out that if you're talking about an even more severe, a third level, a more severe Avera, vera that carries with it the penalty of Karis or 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 misa, it's a pen- the death penalty. It's not going to be meted out for whatever reason, um, but uh, the crime is a crime that is of that level of severity. So then, um, tshuva is required. But even tshuva and yom kippur together can't fully cleanse one until um, one endures yisurim suffering, and the suffering will be there to be memarek. It'll it'll purge a person of his of uh, the being sullied by sin it will cleanse them so that's a third level uh, and then finally you have sins that entail Chil so a person intentionally did some Avera um, in a way that makes people think less of Hashem or of the Torah um, or even that, so then at that point that the Gemara says even Tshuva and Yom Kippur and Yisur are insufficient he needs to pass through death uh, in order to be fully atoned now, the truth is that if one goes through a more severe, like a more intense cleansing experience, like death, so then that could replace the other steps. So one could, if one did tshuva and then died, he could still get atonement for his Chil Hashem, even if he didn't go through Yom Kippur, for example. Okay, so let me just sum up to make sure everything's clear over here, because I know it's a little bit confusing way the mission is structured. The ultimately are going to be... Um, Several tools that the Torah gives for Kapara for cleansing one's soul. The most straightforward is Yom Kippur, but you also have karbanos, the chatas and the asham is as appropriate, which those in of themselves will do the atonement. That's all one needs, the karbanos, provided one did Chuva before. Um, and then we had these four levels of uh Aver that have four different levels of requirements for kapara. You have the Kalos, the less severe, meaning that there's no pun- penalty in the Torah, so essentially all the mitzvahs of except for those two. And Lavin, that don't carry with them uh, the penalty of Malchus for whatever reason, like a person did was Shogig, that you need to have uh, tshuva and Yom Kippur. You have the third level, which is things... They carry with them a penalty of Karas or misa, in which case one needs to also have yesurim, suffering. And then finally, the chil element, if a person did commit it, God forbid, so then he also needs uh, misa, death, and that will need help. Now, the truth is that all this is true, but A, of course, we haven't got the base of mikdash nowadays, and therefore we... Uh, won't be bringing korbanos, but we can do tshuva, and that's all we can do. Um, it's brought down, however, in the shari tshuva that if a person didn't air that carries the penalty of like he would be having to bring a chattas or an asham if that was a possibility. So then he's required to, or he ought to, anyways, um, like recite the passages of the of the chumash, the psukim to talk about uh, bring the, about the chattas or the asham, sort of um, paying his carbon with his lips, if you know what I mean, so to speak. Um, and finally, it's uh, certainly important to say that in the time of the base of Mikdash we would have a seir and mishdaleach, the scapegoat, which you learned about just not so long ago, of course, and with the seir that would that would be mechaper um, with chuva for all the various all the various, um, sins of all of Israel, whether they're less or more severe. Um, the only exception for that being a bin an for a person that's something bad to his some injustice to his fellow Jew, he would need to uh, make rest even a non-Jew in whatever circumstances, certainly he would have to uh, make restitution or appease that his fellow before he can get forgiveness from heaven, even with the Sira Mishteleach.